What is up everybody, Dan Dan the Fireman here, and we're gonna be talking about 12 tips for first time motorcycle riders. Now, these are my 12 tips and it's definitely not the end all be all, so please write in the comments for any tips, anything that you've learned on your own or from an uncle or family member or friend that have told you, hey, try this out, because I would love to hear that so other people can also hear it. And then, you know, who knows, I might be able to do another video and then I'll put your name next to it and give you a cool shout out and it's gonna be helping everybody. So let's jump into this first one. Okay, so number one, look where you want to go. Now I'm gonna have some footage playing over my face because I don't know if you guys wanna see me this whole time, but uh, looking where you want to go is one of the biggest things. And this is something that I was taught as a very little kid when I was learning how to snowboard. I had an instructor to tell me, hey, look where you wanna go because that's where you're going. Okay, so if you wherever your eyeballs are pointing and your face is pointing, pretty much is that's where you're going. And he actually told me why he believed that. And it really does ring true when it comes to motorcycle riding. If you turn your head and point your eyes where you want to go, your shoulders tend to start to rotate that way. If your shoulders start to rotate that way, it starts to translate into your hips and your hips start to rotate that way. And then your legs start to rotate that way. So on a motorcycle, if you're looking to the right, for instance, your arms and shoulders will start to turn to the right, which actually start doing more direct steering or even counter steering and we'll actually turn the bike a little bit. So look where you want to go and then look even further, especially in slow speed stuff, okay? So number two, ride more defensively than you drive. Now this is very important. Driving a car versus riding a motorcycle is really different to be quite honest. You wanna ride more defensively than you would be driving in a car because in a car you have all this protection, you have all these different things, you have you know the roll cage, you have airbags, seat belts. We really don't have that we have maybe helmet jacket gloves boots and pants but I know a lot of people don't ride with full gear so even at the end of the day it's not even compared closely to the amount of protection that we have in a car so you have to ride more defensively there are times where you need to ride a little aggressive and that's usually when it comes to evading something in an emergency or getting yourself out of a sticky situation or preventing something that would cause a crash so definitely ride more defensively than you drive cover those brakes before intersections slow down before those really sharp curves it's as simple as that guys so now we're to jump into number three and I'm going to talk about this in a three and a 3.5 because it kind of moves back and forth together okay so don't forget to put your side stand down here's the thing is a lot of riders after a nice long ride they're not thinking very well because they just had a great time or maybe they're mentally exhausted and they shut the bike off go to step off the bike no side stand down boom drop the bike I think a lot of us have done that I've done it maybe two or three times in my whole riding career and I know a lot of new riders do that all the time. So 3.5 on this one is make sure you put your side stand up. So one of the biggest things here is is new riders will will do their T clocks. They're gonna they're going through their fine C and you know they turn it on. They're like, why isn't my engine starting? Well, typically the side stand is still down and it does have some form of a kill switch on it. So some bikes won't start if you have the side stand down. So make sure you put that side stand up when you want to take off and put it down before you get off the bike. So number four is to adjust your mirrors before you actually take off, okay? That is pretty big. When you're out riding, you're trying to you know, do all these different things, you're situationally aware about all these potholes, uh, pedestrians, uh, cornering, and all intersections coming up. You definitely don't wanna be looking at your mirror while riding and try to find your 360 space cushion and your mirror is pointing right at your chest. And then now you're gonna have to adjust it while riding. That's not something you definitely wanna do. 
So make sure you check your mirrors before you take off. So sit on your bike and sit straight or sit however you're gonna be riding and adjust those mirrors so that you can see around you. Now it doesn't mean you can't do your head checks, so those are really good, okay? You don't wanna be trying to ride with one hand and move stuff, especially as a new rider when you're still adjusting to the balance of the bike and the power of the bike, okay? So number five is to do a quick pre-ride inspection. And I talked about T-clocks and I talked about doing this full in-depth pre-ride inspection, but I wanna talk to you about doing a quick one, okay? So in the fire service, what we had were daily checks, weekly checks, monthly checks, even six month and one year checks of all our equipment, of all our stuff. Uh, of everything. And the daily checks were mainly that quick pre-ride check. And we still checked everything, but it was very quick. So I talked about T-Clocks quite a bit, and T-Clocks stand for tires and wheels, controls, lights and electronics, oil and other fluids, the chassis, and then the stands. We already talked about the side stand and how important that is. So what I like to do is when I'm walking up to my bike, it's almost like I'm back in the EMS service and fire service where I'm doing a scene size up where I'm doing a quick visual inspection of everything. So I'll, while I'm walking up, I'm looking underneath the bike and I'm seeing if there's any fluids. I'm also seeing how the tires are sitting. Are they squished? Are they super inflated? Typically, they're usually underinflated for motorcycle riders. Uh, so make sure you check your PSI and we'll talk a little bit more about that but you want to check everything so make sure the throttle snaps back when you pull it all the way down make sure your brake lever has good resistance same thing with your brake pedal you want to pull in the clutch see if it has a little bit of resistance not too much because you don't want it to be free flowing like it has a snapped cable and then your shifter and a bunch of other things you want to make sure your speedo and dash are in good order no exposed wires none of that stuff do a quick inspection of the outer side of your tires for any type of damage dry rot anything like that if your tread is getting a little low maybe it's time to replace those tires and we'll talk a little bit more about that later because I got a lot of tips for you guys but this is very very important to just do a quick pre-ride inspection and then you know maybe do a weekly or a monthly inspection of your chains and then an actual visual full-on visual of your tires and all the other stuff but a quick pre-ride inspection will solve a lot of your problems number six make sure you know your fuel capacity <laughs> this is one of those things where uh, even i've had some problems where i've almost ran out of fuel before i can get to a gas station now this is something that you want to do before you start riding and understand what you can do because fuel capacity especially the electronic ones they can be a little jumpy because how our bikes are moving back and forth they're not stagnant there's there's this whole thing when it comes to electronic fuel capacity and how many range and miles you have so what I like to do is actually set a trip meter from the moment I fill up my gas tank to the moment I have to fill it up again because I feel like it's getting low. And then I have an understanding of, okay, that's my range. That's what I can do. So that's very important. So if you're going to go somewhere long distance and it's like, well, okay, it's about a 300 mile trip that I'm going to be doing and I know my gas tank can maybe get 80 to 100 miles. So you're going to have to fill up at some point. So during that trip or during your pre ride, you're going to check and make sure that there's gas stations within 100 miles of every single thing. And if you have to stop at 50 miles, fill up, and then another one in 80 miles, whatever it is you have to do. So make sure you know your fuel capacity. You definitely don't want to be stranded because it's very hard to carry a gas can, especially a big one uh, on your bike. They do make those little canisters for emergencies. Uh, you might want to check into that if you have a small capacity gas tank, and that might be something you want to look into. So let's jump into number seven, and this is gonna be an obvious one, but it's not obvious for first time riders, and it's not obvious for those that don't ride or understand motorcycles, is that motorcycle parts can burn you. 
okay it's not just the exhaust where it's pretty obvious or the engine but start thinking about all the metal parts that get close to the engine or uh, come in contact with some form of friction now what's one of the biggest things that come in contact with friction uh, on your motorcycle your brake pads and your brake rotors so your rotors can get very very hot so be careful when you're you know helping somebody move their bike by grabbing the tire and lifting up the back end or the front end to kind of shuffle or move it around you definitely don't want to touch that rotor it's going to be extremely hot and I bring this up because I know a lot of first-time riders are super excited to show their friends, their family, their kids, whoever, uh, hey, look at my cool bike. I just showed up. I rode there. Look at my cool bike. And then there's a kid that comes up and like, this is really cool. And they touch the exhaust. They touch the engine. They touch the rotor. They touch this. And now they have first easily, but definitely second degree. And, you know, quite possibly you could have third degree burns, especially if they get a full handful. And any burns to the hands, feet, circumferential face, genitalia any of that stuff is actually a critical burn so be very careful when it comes to that you definitely don't want to be hurting your family members with a simple mistake like that okay number eight get some gear first time riders they go out and they're like okay i'm gonna buy a bike awesome and then that's it they maybe get a helmet maybe get gloves but they typically don't get a jacket pants and boots along with it so make sure you get some gear I do recommend those five pieces of gear. Remember, at get all the gear all the time. So very, very important. And honestly, I should put this at number one. So number nine, dress in layers, whether it's hot weather riding or cold weather riding. A good base layer will keep you cool or it will keep you warm. So make sure you get one of those moisture wicking ones for the summertime because you definitely don't want to get all soggy and nasty. You want it to be able to evaporate efficiently and allow the cooling uh, measures of your body to take action. And then for cold weather, you definitely want to dress in layers. You want to have a nice warm base layer. I actually really like the Under Armour cold gear. That's what I use, but there are motorcycle specific uh, types of gear out there for that. And then you start adding more and more and more. And then when you get your gear remember there's summer gear three season gear winter gear heated gear ventilated gear all these different things out there so if you want me to go over some of those things stay tuned hit that subscribe button because i'm going over a beginner gear list i have helmets that are under 200 dollars right now i have gloves under 55 dollars right now and i'm going to go over a bunch of gear because i think that's very important that you'd get this stuff all right so let's jump into number 10 you need to pick boots or shoes with good traction now a lot of people are thinking and, and i'm thinking too you know boots okay what should i get make sure it has good protection for my ankles my shins all these different things i don't want to crush my foot i want to make sure i have a mid shanks uh sole so that when i put my feet on the pegs it doesn't collapse and then gives me uh pain in my arch or any of these different things that's all great and all but make sure we actually have good traction and here's the thing for first-time riders is that when they put their foot down a lot of them don't understand everything when it comes to intersections and where people stop well guess what there's plenty of oil plenty of nasty stuff that could be slippery in those intersections where you stop so you want to have good traction to where it's going to be able to push away some of that nasty stuff and get good mechanical grip on that ground so that you don't slide out because the one thing you don't want to do because it's super embarrassing is pull up to an intersection you come to a stop you look badass maybe there's a hot chick or hot guy right next to you or there's a cool dog that you want to impress on the side of the road you put your foot down it slips now you drop your bike and you've damaged your bike you damaged your ego 
and it's just it just sucks so make sure you get some good boots with good traction um, and on top of that make sure it's good protection too this is one that gets a lot of people out here okay know your local motorcycle laws that is really big when you start to jump into motorcycling from driving uh, there's different things that you need to understand uh, for those that just go out and drive a car and don't really think about it it pretty much complies to state law okay so automobile uh, companies make sure you have you know, your brake lights turn signals headlights all these different things and you pretty much comply with that law when it comes to motorcycling you might have to change a few things you need to make sure especially if you're in california that you have all these emissions things all these different crazy things but i'm going to go ahead and talk about a little bit more in arizona uh, versus california california you need to wear a helmet it's required uh, in Arizona, it's not. That's one big thing. So if you travel back and forth between state lines, you need to understand that. But in Arizona, you know, there's different laws for neon underglow. There's different laws for how many headlights, brake lights, all these different things that you need. Um, you, at the end of the day, all you can, all you need to wear in Arizona is a pair of safety glasses, and you can be completely naked while riding your motorcycle. Pretty crazy, because in Arizona, all you need is iPro, and if you're under 18, you need to have a helmet. That's it pretty much. So that is very important to understand. And that's not even talking about what you need on your motorcycle. So understanding your local laws, because you don't want to be riding out, having a good time, and you're trying to save money up for, for some good gear or quality gear. Maybe you're saving up for a class and then you get pulled over for a fix it ticket, or you get pulled over and get a real ticket. And now you're paying two to $400, which could have been used towards this motorcycle class that you've been wanting to take or for that new helmet that you've been saving up for. So you really don't want to be doing that understand your local laws don't drink and drive also so anyways we talked about the t-clocks and the pre-ride inspection and all these different things but here's the thing is double check your motorcycle tire pressure that's important everybody number 12 is to check your tire pressure and it's not always about you know well i gotta check the tire pressure because you know it's gonna be more safe now that's the biggest thing okay if it's underinflated, you're gonna have some traction issues you're gonna have some issues when it comes to cornering you don't want to you know break off the beads and the seal of your tires to your rims Definitely don't want to do that. But the main thing here for, for new riders, because I know you guys are uh, safety conscious already, right? But you're also financially conscious. You want to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck. And if you have underinflated tires, guess what? Your tire life is going to die. Your tires are going to wear out quick. And then you're not going to get the best traction either. I mean, that's the safety part is you're not going to get the best traction. If it's underinflated when you're in that turn, it's going to be very bad traction. When you're going straight, it's going to be great traction, okay? A lot of people underinflate their tires for wheelies because guess what? You're going to have the best traction for that. Um, but make sure it's properly inflated. And I talk about this a few times when it comes to actual tires, and I have it in my tire guide in my ebook, which is only $5. Link will be in the description, but that's not what I'm talking about here. Is that when you have tires, you want to make sure you're inflating it to the uh, motorcycle specifications, not the tire specifications. So right next to your VIN on your motorcycle, it should say what your front tires pressure should be and what your rear tires should be. That is what you need to go by. Don't go by that little dash on the side of your motorcycle tire. That is not what you want to go off of. You want to go off of what the motorcycle itself says. And then you also want to look into your tires also for, you know, when it was born. I, I talk about all that in the ebook, but guys, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I want to talk about 12 tips for first time motorcycle riders, because I feel like this is super important. And remember, write in the comments on tips that you have learned from friends 
friends, family, or yourself through the years of writing. And I would love to make another video, but the commenter edition. I would love to do that. I would definitely love to do that. And I'll give you a nice shout out next to each tip. I would love to do it. So please write in the comments. With that said, I hope you ride safe, be safe, and I'll be seeing you around.